0: hey girlfriend. hey girlfriend hello it's been a long time coming but we are back and of hey man and i have a word for you today um of course there are probably going to be several words as we are um you know mourning the loss of one of our faves miss cicely tyson and like um an icon, a legend, a pioneer in entertainment, television, film, um, and print. <laughs> uh, so yes, there will be several words as uh, in a minute, but I wanted to start with this one. So this year at the top of the year, I found myself somewhere. I couldn't even remember, couldn't tell you where it was because this was supposed to be a word from a couple of weeks ago. So bear with me. Um, but yeah, I found myself in a room full of not full of women, but with a few women who were constantly apologizing. And every time I heard a woman say, I'm sorry, I asked her, why? Why are you sorry? Because it'd be like, you bumped into me or you misspoke or anything. And you're just like, I'm sorry. And it's like, why do we always feel? And it's only women that do this. Mm-hmm. I The entire night, there were men in the room too, the entire night, the only people that said I'm sorry or apologized for anything were women. So something I want for us to leave behind and to move forward in 2021 is not apologizing. Leave your apologies behind, women, because you have nothing to be sorry for. Um, Beyonce already told us, actually, you know, hell no, nah, I ain't sorry. So period. it's like y'all listen to Beyonce every other time. Why are we not listening to Beyonce when she said don't apologize? I ain't sorry. I'm not. I said what I said. I did what I did. I'm not sorry. And I'm not saying because I don't want this, this to ever be taken out of context. I'm not saying that there aren't things worth being apologetic over if you've made a terrible mistake and you want to you know, express that to someone. Sure. But just in your day to day I know that a lot of girlfriends out there listening can relate to this. We apologize just for the smallest of things that don't require Like you don't have to say sorry. You do not Mm -hmm. have to say sorry for existing. You did not have to say to apologize for being, for just for doing, you know what I'm saying? Like we are so phenomenal and we often forget, you know, our power and our presence and what that's worth. So I feel like, moving forward I just really want to encourage all of my girlfriends and friends out there don't worry about apologizing especially like as a black person like we have that people need to be be apologizing to us okay that's that's the point black period okay and you know as we sit here under a full moon you know I'm saying and as a lot of our girlfriends out there have began their next cycle under the full moon. I, I no, seriously, yeah. I've had a lot of conversations. I'm just saying that a lot of people are realizing that they're awakening um, like these powers that that exist already within, within yourself. And people who are strong beings and who are powerful don't apologize for nothing, even when they should. So take a little page out of this book and make sure that you leave that shit in 2020. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. I love that. (laughs) I love that. That was great. Awesome. Amen. And also, if we want to get deeper into the text, not only did Beyonce say that she's not sorry, but she gave you directions on how to act when you are not sorry for something. She said, middle fingers up, Mm -hmm. put them high, wave it in his face
0: uh-huh Can tell him what
1: Tell that nigga bye Bye-bye. okay you yep. hold on to that because there's a nigga that need to be told bye bye okay. bye there's a nigga that needs to be bid adieu okay bid adieu okay <laughs> so long farewell
0: okay listen good day yeah. good day good day sir good day sir yeah, so that's the word this week. Y'all make sure y'all, you know, carry that with you as you go forth into your week and into this year. Ain't nothing to apologize for. You ain't sorry. All right. Purr. Purr. I ain't sorry about shit. Okay. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. How you doing? <laughs> I am blessed. I also left complaining behind, so I have nothing to complain about. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying my I'm doing my best to leave the complaints behind because I mean especially this week it's been a trying week. Well, first off, I'm Sammy uh, for those who are first yeah. listeners, and I'm E. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, we're back for another episode of Girlfriend's Podcast today, um, and it's been a minute, so we will probably talk for a while. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've been exhausted this week, and I, like I said, I, it's the the universe a lot of stuff going on it's just been a trying time I'm also in the process of moving so I'm sure that has a lot to do with it as well Um, and just like finishing up some projects for ahead of Valentine's Day so um, yeah I'm like I'm just tired but I'm still I've been in an effort to not complain about my circumstances or like my position right now, I've been trying to remember, you know, like what I'm grateful for, which is like, I'm here, I'm present, I'm moving into a better place. I don't Mm -hmm. have to deal with what I'm um, currently dealing with. I have somebody who's going to sublease for me, you know, like just all of the things worked out. I have a family and friends um, who support me and who have helped me, you know, with this transition, because, you know, when moving, it just comes a lot of costs and uh, just, everything like but and then you still got to work and be an adult so it, it was a lot but it was great I'm grateful to have like you know my sister who helped me out a lot and her and her husband and as well as you and like you know the rest of my friends who are out there who have been very supportive so just want to say thank you thank y'all for always helping and just also the way that I I guess my point is the way that I avoid complaining is to find things to be grateful for so yeah
1: I like that oh you you preaching today you know it's been I'm all right up here.
0: here i know it's just been marinating <laughs> our batch, y'all.
1: you know last week if, if we're talking about our week um i'm coming off a great week it was my birthday week last yes. week Hence, fabulous No episode because i was busy running around and as
0: yeah. you should celebrating you know
1: celebrating it was a great weekend it was exactly what I needed I did a little staycation um you know it was the and it was a motivating staycation because it was just like okay I need to be in this space where I can come and go as I please and I, I can come and go as I please now I'm not a prisoner
0: but you know it's, it's something it's you have it's, to have a certain level of respect where you are now like you can't it's not your, yours completely so that's what that's what you mean by come and go?
1: Not really. Um, it's, Um, you know, it's just the going out and somebody like, where are you going? And it's like,
0: that's what I'm saying. You don't really have, it's, it's, if it were, if it's just your space, you don't have to explain it. It's no freedom. Yeah. 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 I mean, it uh, is freedom.
1: Yeah. So I'm, it was, it was motivating in that sense where I'm like, okay, I have to get here this year sooner rather than later and everybody's like don't rush it and I'm like no you don't understand this has been a long time coming bitch it's time Mm. um but it was just you know it was a great time thank you guys for all of your birthday wishes I really appreciate that Aquarius Um, Aquarius okay it's, it's a great season um things are happening things are moving I'm feeling great you know um I'm looking great it's just Per it's just a win, you know. I feel I just feel very um I don't wanna say like I want to sound like a bird, but I just feel real different. Yes. Um <laughs> in a sense of where I am so far from where I was at this time last year. Right. Um and it's just it's just great knowing that things are gonna get even better. So, you know, I implore y'all to just Keep on keeping on.
0: Don't quit. Don't, Don't quit. quit. Keep quit. going. Cause it's it's coming. Um, yeah. That's yes. what's up. That's really all I have to say. I'm happy for you. I'm so happy you enjoyed your birthday. You look fabulous, and you Thank look like all. you had a great time. Thank um, yes, yes. Okay, so WCW, obviously, obviously
1: be Tyson, because iconic, legend. Game changer, rule breaker, queen,
0: elegant—like it's just classy. Class. Yeah, she actually uh, was discovered by a photographer, which is how she got her start um, on the cover of—or I don't know if she graced the cover first, but she definitely started modeling uh, mm-hmm. with Ebony magazine. Wow. So that's how she got her her first her very first start, and then her first acting gig was on—I uh, want to say. uh, ABC or uh, a major network Um, I literally just wrote about it today and I can't think of it right now but she she got her first um, acting gig on a major network and she was definitely just that a pioneer she was a dark-skinned black woman on multiple shows films like legendary you know legendary work and she also has just touched so many people in her 96 years of life, she lived a very full life. And she, she also just wrapped up and published and released within this last week, her memoir. And I just which, bought. Yeah. And when she is, it's tight to see that, like, you know, she was able to get um, that sort of praise and and love leaving the world in her last week that I was filled with so much love of people sharing how much they admired her and were inspired and influenced by her. So, yes absolutely Cicely Tyson we love you you know we've always um spoke so highly of her and and what she's done for entertainment and and the film industry so we thank you yes absolutely rest in peace um
1: yeah we're I always say this every time this happens we're losing our legends guys but um that means it's time for us to fill their shoes Yeah, that's exactly what it
0: is. That's exactly what it is. She was probably like, "It's time for me to get the fuck, okay, okay right, right, a step, okay."
1: And what a way to just, like you said, what a way to 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 wrap everything up in a bow, you know? Like, you 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 ended with promoting your memoir, so it's like you've you've given us this gift. I mean, she's given us so many gifts, but she's given us this like final gift of like here. And she did it her, is- you
0: know, she did it from it was from her. She nobody else had to to um, you know, come behind and, and write the write that for her or like finish yeah. it for her. like she was able to completely finish that for herself and be here as it entered the world. I think that's so phenomenal. That's, that's amazing. Ooh, she seemed like she Yeah, she seemed like she was very connected to like, you know, just like probably very intuitive. She probably knew like it was mm-hmm. that was that time yeah old folks be knowing they be knowing they be knowing
1: knowing. they be knowing and i think when you're like that it's partially like you're you're you ready
0: you ready you tired that's why i'm like i know she was seeing this this craziness happening in this world
1: she saw january she saw the past three wednesdays and was like y'all are doing entirely too too much
0: much." lord take me on home
1: on this land
0: okay and i'm not gonna stand for it this land is my land too. I don't know why that came to me, but I don't know why. Um, but yes, girl, what have you been on? Um, I have been on. Um, I watched the first episode of this show about fairies on Netflix called oh, uh, Winx. Win- Well, it's the Wink Saga, but it's called something else. Hold on, I'm going to tell you right now. Um. Netflix fairy show <laughs> like what do you type in when you mention fate, fate the wink saga the wink saga yeah so i started the first episode of that which is interesting um you know it the it follows the main character uh she is a fairy but her parents aren't mm. and that's like a odd thing obviously to so she gets she's sent to this school with other fairies and other being magical beings or whatever and she's exploring like her magic but she's a fire fairy so there are different different types of fairies um I like the I don't know I like I like the way that uh it's going so far and like the different characters that are around her the supporting characters um, they're very interesting and i'm excited to see like where else it goes but um her story alone is cool because like her parents literally now she's trying to figure out if she was adopted switched at birth like mm-hmm. we're kind of there with the with the story so we shall see what the you know first season gives us i'll keep y'all updated because i'm sure i'll finish it you know sooner than later but it's it's really good um and I, it's one of my my picks aside from that you know i'd just be watching Shiz creek so
1: I feel, you, um, I feel
0: you um oh I, I watched one
1: night in Miami too that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna talk about um I watched that I'll let you talk. during my staycation weekend but before I get to that I was gonna say somebody did recommend that to me and what it sounds like with you just describing it it made me think of um Hermione from Harry Potter because she was that same way like she was a witch but her parents weren't you were know, right right and then she goes to hogwarts and it's like a bad bitch from day one
0: so I, I just, wait. so how did that work for her was she did she find out that she was adopted, or was no, she just strangely no. a witch well okay so this is the thing about the fairy thing though is because like with being a witch and not having witch parents is like not unheard of in like these like fairy tale stories but being a fairy and not coming right. from fairy parents is strange and so that that's why now like her classmates are like well you those aren't your parents, type shit. Right. So she's like exploring that and figuring it out. But the, also the whole thing is that they're the they're trying to protect um, Earth or humans from like these weird monster creature things. You
1: know that yeah. sort of we, fun we, stuff. <laughs> we So defenseless child, somebody always protect. Gotta me. protect us, child. And we can't even protect each other for ourselves. Ain't that a word? child? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of protecting each other from ourselves, I was uh, we watched one night in Miami um, over the weekend. I really enjoyed it. Of course, it's the story of first of all directed by the goat Regina King, um, and based on a stage play i'm sorry and i would i should have had this pulled up but based on a stage play which i can immediately tell because you can always tell when something is based on a stage play um, it's one uh, setting it's like uh, if it's in one yeah one or two settings like if it's just stays in that area which in their case was the hotel I could tell it was if it's a lot of dialogue, it was a play. Um,
0: yeah, I think a lot of, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think within the last few years, a lot of people are choosing to uh, create films based upon uh, stage plays because of the cost, especially newer directors and stuff like that. Not to say Regina King is new to the business but like as a director you know it's your first project like it's it's easier said than done to do something like that versus like you got drone shots and action shots and all that exactly
1: exactly i was gonna say screenplay by kent powers who also wrote soul who also uh, graduated from the illustrious howard university um but overall great film great performances overall um that that young man that played Malcolm X, I need part. I mean, I'm not well actually, yes, Malcolm X, but also I meant to say him, Muhammad Ali. I need parts. Um, Leslie Odom did an amazing job as Sam Cooke and sang beautifully. Like literally, mm-hmm. I knew he was gonna I knew that he was gonna end up singing a change that's gonna come in that movie, but when he did that at the end, chills, just chills <laughs> erupted <laughs> over my body. But I just uh, it's you know apparently based on true events but you know it's one of those things where you can take liberties because of course nobody was in the room with them this supposed night so um, it's really cool to be able to sit back and watch you know what we imagine that those four men who you know Jim Brown, uh, Sam Cook. Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, what those four men would have talked about during that time and just all of the things that they were going through individually where, you know, Jim Brown is at that time wanting to do movies and leave football. Malcolm X is paranoid as fuck because the feds are after him, um, you know, but he's also leaving the nation and all these other things. Muhammad Ali is beginning his journey in, uh, into the Muslim faith and, Sam Cook is out here being Sam Cooke <laughs> um, So it's it's just wonderful to see Jen King did a really great job And I hope um, that it is seriously Considered for awards this year It has to be um, Yeah for sure It has to be It's come out at the right time um, So yeah very excited I don't even know when So you have awards When do the Oscars even come on? Usually we would have a uh, nomination. I don't keep up with the Oscar So White. I know, I know, ninety third Academy Awards. It's gonna be oh, it's in April, April twenty fifth, and allegedly in person. We'll see about that. Y'all might as well just did that now. But yes, um, I enjoyed, I enjoy watching that. I, I highly- feel like it
0: could be in person in April. We'll see. Uh, they're literally opening back up in California, talking about yeah. now there are new stats that things have decreased tremendously, and now there are beds open all of a sudden, even though last week or the week before that, there were no beds available, yeah. um even in the yeah. ICU. And you know, so like it's like a narrative that they're gonna paint to where they're gonna try to open shit up and they're just gonna allow people to die if they die or get the vaccine if they get the vaccine. And that's just what it is. We've seen today with the fucking stock market, how much it just does not really matter. Rules are, what are rules? What are policy? What are, what, are, what is law? So I'm just, you know what? You know what?
1: We, fed up. I'm, I'm fed up as well. And there are a lot of things that are happening in America right now that are very um revolution worthy. Um, You know, like the shit with the stock markets today. I am not a stock girl. I barely understand what the fuck is going on, but I get the gist of it. Okay. Poor, or poor leaning people where people who are not rich were getting rich we're
0: finding out yeah, yeah. we're finding out that. and then this one guy uh this older wealthy man on um one of the news channels got on there talking about some uh yeah well you know it, it's just not a fair share the whole idea of fair share market just doesn't make sense because all they did was use the government's money to you know basically get stocks i'm like You guys used, y'all use the government money all the time. The government gives y'all money first for
1: anyone else. As far as I'm concerned, the government has given y'all more money than the fucking people.
0: Well, not even just the government giving them money, but you had a head start, bro. Your parents gave you money. Their parents gave them money because you literally enslaved people to do work for you that you didn't have to do for yourself. So you could focus on how to create money and capitalism in itself and in entirety. So, like, what are we talking about? Like, literally, it just blew me that he said that on national TV, like it was just so, and it came out so like candidly, like, yeah, it's just, it, what is a fair share market? Like, blah, blah, like the poor people, or he didn't say poor people, but people are getting money from the government and literally using it for like. It don't matter where they got the money from to invest in stocks. The fact that they are even investing in stock, you just thought that they was just going to be bullshitting with their money. And black people are starting to wise up, especially young black people are starting to wise up. And they're like, well, if y'all going to give me some other money, I'm going to put it somewhere else. I'm going to flip that shit. You didn't think we was going to figure that shit out? What? There's the internet. There are, there are people willing to give knowledge because we should all be able to eat. If you're right. eating off of it and y'all are literally making strategic moves in the market to where, you're you're even though this is illegal is how Martha Stewart went to uh, jail but y'all are sharing information about when stocks are going to go up or when a business is going to go up and things like that to your colleagues so that they can get rich and you don't think that we're starting to figure things out oh we're here we're hip and we're 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 sharing information okay I'm not about to play with you with this (laughs) but her no because I'm just Listen, you ain't said a number to word,
1: and these are the same people, these are the same companies that at be- the beginning of all of this, let's take it back, when they were getting bailed out by the government, you know, all of those years ago, back when uh, Obama was still in office, and they were getting that money from the government, and what were they doing? They were turning around, they were buying their own stocks with that fucking money. Right. Okay? Right. And that's why when the pandemic first happened, everything was going to fucking shit because all these companies that were, <laughs> that were telling us, that, oh, you should save your money and da da da, they didn't have no fucking money in the bank because all their shit was tied up within itself. So, <laughs> so I, I just, it's just, listen, it's a lot of wild shit going on over here. And that's why, you know, I am seriously, seriously considering you know, in the next couple of years, a year abroad, a year or two abroad to just not be in America. Cause I need a break. I need a break. I need to experience another way of living life because this shit is ghetto. And you know, I'm I'm very respectful. I'll come and I respect all the things and I'll do all, I'll, I'll call, sh- I'll call lines, cues. And you know, I'll fucking say Z instead of Z. I'll do whatever the fuck y'all want me to do to assimilate, <laughs> but I need a break this shit is crazy. A break. Anyway, um other things that I've been watching, um again shit creek for me as well. Um I started Bling Empire. Netflix is giving us uh Netflix is giving us everything. They're giving us trash reality TV. They're giving us you know, whatever like, you like, whatever you whatever like, you things like. things like Bridgerton. Shout out to Shana Rhimes, the most watched Netflix show, period. 82 million viewers. That is insane. And I know Disney is kicking themselves because y'all would not give it. that lady a $154 Disney pass and she left. And now you're sick. That's crazy. And now you're sick because this season of Graves is shaping up to be the last. Right now, as we speak, Meredith is still on the fucking ventilator. And yeah. she's going towards the light so who was on the ventilator child the uh, main character on Grey's Anatomy Meredith Child she done caught the COVID at the hospital and Lord oh. they thought she was getting better um and she started and they were basically having and this is how I knew I'm like oh yeah y'all are gearing up for this to be the last season maybe because they kept bringing back people um who had died on the show Like, they kept bringing them back. So, essentially, like, the scene is that, like, whenever Meredith feels, like, extremely weak when she's in... Because when she's in these, like, long sleeping bouts, she's on a beach. And so, the first Mm -hmm. time she was on the beach, she saw her husband, Derek R.I.P. And so, she kept trying to, like, walk towards him and reach out, but she couldn't. Like, she couldn't. They couldn't touch each other. It's because she was, like, still Mm -hmm. holding on, like, for their kids and shit. But then she Mm -hmm. would see... Uh, In another episode, she saw a character named George who, like, he died back in, like, season, like, five or something, like, oh, shout out George O'Malley, Um, and, like, they were chit-chatting, so it's like, who else, one, who else y'all finna bring to this beach? Right. And two is y'all finna kill my girl or not? Like is this gonna be the last season or what? You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's kind of crazy for all of what Meredith has been through on this fucking show. This bitch that uh survived a, a bazooka bomb, a drowning, a plane crash,
0: a And she finna die the past the COVID. And she is going to die by the COVID? Mm-mm. That's what, that's really what it seems like is what's been going on in reality though. it's a little,
1: it's a little too real for me. Okay. It's a little too real for me. Either way, also speaking of last seasons, um, a couple of shows uh, that we watch have been announced that like the, their upcoming seasons will be the last. The next season of This Is Us will be the last. I'm very sad about it. If you have not been watching This Is Us, if you're one of those people, let me talk to you. If you're one of those people who's like, I don't want to watch. I, I stopped watching This Is Us because it just makes me too emotional and I cry too much. Grow the fuck up, okay, because you're missing out on quality television, you're missing out on great writing, great acting, great plot. Like you're missing out. Shed them tears, baby. Release it. Okay. If you're crying, it's because you need it to. So go ahead and cry. Okay. Because some of the shit they put on that show is worth crying about because it's real fucking life. Okay. Please watch this as us. The last episode that they put out, um, that you know highlights Randall learning about his birth mom phenomenal episode phenomenal i honestly i would suggest you watch that just from like a writing standpoint and like from a you don't have to know what i can give you background of you know i could bring you there but just watch that one because it was beautifully done um
0: also in this last season we're finding out it's insecure yeah i forgot we haven't even talked about that it's interesting. This last season is going to be very interesting. I can already tell because I've been seeing some of the castings for season five on like these casting websites and what they're asking for. One thing was like professional cyclists and professional volleyball, beach volleyball players and like, you know, professional just super random uh things and so I know it's going to be hilarious I know it's going to be different from what we saw before and I feel like it's going to be a good finale and, it, and it's going to move us into some new things for Issa and new things for the rest of the cast um, shout out to uh, Yvonne she has uh, anou- or they announced with Disney Plus that she was going to be you know, I don't know the name of it, but uh, a new project for sure. She's
1: with Oprah, girl. And Oprah, yeah. Oprah. Facts. That's yeah. big. Okay. I remember yeah. when I was working on my cousin's podcast um, some years ago, and she interviewed Yvonne, and this is before Insecure was even out. She interviewed Yvonne in her car, literally wow. in LA. Like, you could hear on the audio. I don't know if it's still out, but, like, I just remember listening to the audio and, like, hearing cars whiz by, and they're having, like, this very, like, just... Candy, you know like just dope ass conversation and then immediately like months later insecure came out and it was for Yvonne so I'm super happy um for everybody on that show for Issa for Yvonne uh, I was gonna say Lawrence child um that man Jay, his, Jay Ellis um mm-hmm. everybody involved because insecure has been a culture defining show for us mm-hmm um and especially for those of us who consider ourselves millennials it's been like a snapshot into our lives Mm -hmm. um that will be there forever this is something that we can show our kids
0: yeah Yeah. I'm really I'm really happy for Issa and the cast and crew and the writers and everybody you know uh one of our profites is writes on the show I think she's been on the show too but uh she was sharing on her story just like you know their last like writer's room Skype or something like that Uh, or not I guess it was like more of a Zoom call um, and just how they were like all like sad and like you know just like damn like we really been doing this for a minute and then also for their last table read or writer's room or whatever it was to be over Zoom like it's so unusual yeah so unusual for you know the last the last time but yeah, it's 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 a sad it was a sad day when that that news was announced, but yeah. also just like I'm very hopeful for um like you know making room for other other shows and other opportunities. So yes, yeah, absolutely. For sure.
1: for sure, for sure, you know, I have a song on my heart, sister. Uh- <laughs> I have a rendition. I don't know. It's been stuck in me because today has been a day. It's been a day. Um, as Sammy as well said, you know, the moon has triggered some people. Triggered some people's cycles. i one of them. Nice. And, <laughs> You know, in these times of sorrow, um, I'm just gonna sing my rendition. Let's hear it. I'm gonna start from the chorus. Okay. Because I'm gonna get to the point. And we'll roll up. I'll roll today, and I'll roll up. I'll roll unafraid. i <laughs> and I'll do it a thousand times again.
0: Yes. Ooh.
1: okay highly suggest that y'all roll up if, you, if that's your jam because this is some bull. I can't stand you <laughs> I was gonna save it for the end but I'm like fuck it fuck
0: it we, we was that was the perfect transition into what we've been listening to um I'm crying laughing that that was the song choice because I was not expecting that but lovely I she's agree. playing
1: she's playing Billy Holiday in a movie on Hulu. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Andrew Day. Yeah, she she's also been um releasing uh covers um as they like lead up to the release of it. Yeah, wow. she's been releasing some really beautiful covers of Billie Holiday, and um the trailer looks phenomenal. It looks like it it's does. gonna be really good. She she, I'm not sure that she necessarily looks like Billie Holiday, but the voice and yeah. the performance and the acting. It's, and it just the story, like they're really getting into, based upon what I've seen from the trailer, they're really getting into like all the different plot points, and obviously like "Strange Fruit" and how big mm-hmm. and iconic that song was and what it did for the time, uh, but also her sexual, you know, exploration and her uh, personality, like how aggressive she was when it came to what the fuck she wanted, what she didn't want. So I'm really excited to watch that. I don't know when it comes out, but soon, I, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot that I've been listening to lately. I've actually just been preparing for my next playlist release on Valentine's Day. I'll tell you guys here first. Um, It's going to be very different from your usual Valentine's Day playlist. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, But I have been introduced to some Grace Jones that I never heard in my whole life. Mm. Um, Because like Grace Jones is so iconic for being like Grace Jones. You know what I mean? Like for being androgynous and for you know at the time in the 80s that not being a thing and being a, a dark skin woman who was featured in all these films like major films and shows and covers and all this stuff but her music I feel like aside from like the hit songs that like we know is something I never explored before so I definitely will come back with some songs like her deep cuts that I want to mm-hmm. introduce to the podcast uh, but aside from that I listened to my friend's uh, EP, or not EP, her single. Uh, her name is Vivian, just Vivian. Uh, Too fast. She put out a single uh, this year, and it's it's cute. I like it. Um, and then also Rose Gold, Rose Gold University. Shout out to yeah. our girlfriend who was featured on the show a few episodes ago. Um, she released the EP on SoundCloud. It's called Homecoming, inspired by y'all's favorite, Beyonce. Um, and because B- B- Rose Gold loves uh, Beyonce's Homecoming. Like, she watches it a lot. And so I'm sure... Taste. <laughs> Taste. I'm sure that uh, that was definitely some inspiration there. But um, yeah, she dropped her EP and it features... A, a, it's, it's her producing. Um, and there's a few different artists from Canada, Jamaica, the UK um that are featured on there six tracks on soundcloud she also has a cute little visualizer that's on youtube so make sure to go check it out support our girlfriend um those are really the only two things i don't know i feel like we talked about music last time and the music we talked about last time is what i've been listening to so
1: did we ever talk about hotels did we ever talk about the full project we did yeah okay you're right you're right you're right
0: Oh, uh, I was going to say too, uh, Spill My Ink. My fault. One, one more thing, Spill uh, Ink. Imagine not knowing. She put out a project. This is RB and Soul. It's phenomenal. The first song is called Atlanta Is. She's from Atlanta. Um, it's 16 tracks and no features. It's all her. She's a dope songwriter. Um, so you can imagine that the, the music is good. It's a lot of different sounds. It's not really just R and B, honestly. It's a lot of different sounds. You can see that she's inspired by Michael Jackson. You can see mm-hmm. that she's inspired by like a lot of like old music. Um, so definitely check that out. It's Ink and it's called Imagine Not Knowing.
1: Yes, um, that's beautiful. I honestly really I think we talked about hotels amongst ourselves. I don't. I don't think we talked about it on the show. Either way, hotels been out. Yeah, we did out. because
0: we talked about our favorite hotel on here didn't we
1: i don't think so we talked about that amongst ourselves we were in the car we were in the car either way hotels is out and it's amazing and jasmine sullivan is um on her way to being the goat i feel like she is just amazing and her writing and her singing everything is it's on point you know y'all know i could sing jazz and soloist praises all day long um also what i've been listening to i really like the little sweetie song with doja cat They're my best.
0: no friend. we gotta go back to hotels the queen and talk about it because i i ain't get to really say nothing okay i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i just didn't know we got know. a deep dive into it yeah okay. no, we got to deep dive into it if that's what we doing. But I could have sworn we talked about it i just don't remember um Yeah, because price tags is a fave. Um, But I've come to terms with since since listening to it uh, over and over that on it is my favorite song with Ariana. uh, Mm -hmm. I keep trying to say Ariana Grande. Ari Lennox, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like Ari Lennox and Jasmine Sullivan's voice just mesh so well together and they both have such unique voices um, and very powerful, uh, distinct voices that it just works. And at first, like I was telling E off the record, like, i couldn't decide whether or not on it was my favorite or price Tags my favorite and obviously we both share that all 14 tracks are amazing um mm-hmm. anyway yeah but yeah between that and price tags i was running it up but on it it just does something to me every time when i listen to it um, it's a great song and the whole entire project i i shared that my favorite tale is um between ari's and precious i think it was precious mm. Mm-hmm. um I just really enjoyed those tales um because Precious says that money makes her come and I do concur mm-hmm. I, I I like that I
1: um so my top three right now as a I totally agree all 14 are amazing but Price Tags does it for me every time Bodies does it for me every time it is like a perfect intro um mm-hmm. And then also, even though I can't relate and I do not agree with anything that she's saying in this song, Put It Down is a bop. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay? <laughs>
1: put It Down is a Why bop. Why don't you agree with anything she's saying? Because fuck these niggas. Talking about trick on your nigga. Fuck them. Okay? <laughs> um, fuck them. Fuck them. Okay? <laughs> Please. Okay. Um. But anyway, yeah, so those three are, are my top faves. My favorite tale... My favorite tale is probably Donna's tale because I just enjoy all the voices in that. You know, you got one lady who like, damn, I forget who that lady sounds like. The one who's like, she right about it. She right about it. She just sounds like somebody. And it's it's so Philly. And I just really enjoy that whole thing. That whole thing. Yeah, it is
0: very Philly. Yeah. It's very Philly for sure. Um, yeah.
1: But the yeah. tale that I that kind of like punched me in the gut when I heard it was Amanda's Tale before a Girl Like Me, where she's basically talking about how she feels like she has to use sex as like- Oh yeah, her body yeah. as a
0: means to get attention. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I feel, I feel like every girl, every woman can relate to that one a lot. I mean, all of them, but like in ways, but that one for sure, because it's like, we really do. We do Ooh. use like our body in ways where, or we feel like that's the only way that we can- secure or keep someone even if it's not sex it's just like showing your body or whatever it's like you you don't feel like you have anything else to offer that's so sad to know that every woman for the most part I know has felt that way in some capacity
1: yeah yeah it's it's yeah that like I said that that one got me um that was real yeah that was a very and I appreciate that like I just I just love being at the age where I can actually actually relate to the music that's being put out, um, because I mean we would sing like you know everything everything as a kid, but I didn't know and what he was saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I remember always listening to like Mary J. Blige's first album because my sister that was like my sister jam for real. And, you know what I'm saying? And like now.
0: I'd be like, what the fuck was I doing singing? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thanks. That's everything that I was singing. Like, I don't know what. But now I go back and listen to that same album and I'd be like,
1: yes, Mary. Yes. (laughs) You fucking right, Mary. You (laughs) write about it. You write about
0: it. Mary knew what the hell she was talking about. Okay, she was also, going through shout it out to
1: Mary. Okay, she just had a she just turned fifty. her fifty is flawless. It's fabulous and it's killing the game on Power Book Two. Yes, um, right now as Monet. Um, yes, so I Auntie can, Monet. But it's funny because I was on TikTok, which I'm newly obsessed with, guys. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to make a TikTok ever, but I just enjoy scrolling. Um, But I saw a TikTok where this guy was talking about how America is a monogamous country, but whether or not you find a person truly depends on where you live. Um, Because he was like, yeah, as a come," and he said America is a monogamous country because there are more women than there are men here. And women, we are, of course, we know that we're kind of brought up to, you know, with the, with certain ideals and, you know, to be married and have, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what makes this like, you know, a monogamous country overall. Um, but he was like, you know, the more, if you live in a place where there are more women than there are men, that is not a monogamous place. You know what I'm saying? Because the men have their pick. Mm -hmm. but if you live in a place where there are more men than there are women, men feel more inclined to settle down
0: Mm. because they have less there are more options, yeah, we have more options in that way yeah, exactly Um, so do other places have more men I mean more women than men I mean more
1: more men than than women other other countries
0: have more men than. I'm not sure because I feel like as a whole China probably Right. Yeah. Because they, they kill little baby girls. Yeah. I mean, like they, they were yeah. rather have, you know, boys. Sons yeah. boys, but, and probably like Asian or Asian countries in yeah. general, but it's like, for the most part, women are, you know, I mean, g- girls are being born over uh, boys. Like yeah. th- that's just kind of like always been a thing because we're the birthers of society. Yeah. So it's like always going to probably be more, more of us. That's interesting. I was just wondering because I was curious, like, where we need to go. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Where do we need to go? (laughs) Because I'm very
1: tired. I'm very tired of the shenanigans, guys. Like, I'm so over it. But I think what I've learned, like I said, in this past year, there are just places where I'm at, things that I'm doing that I would not have done, would I have done before? I've just learned to be settled in my boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like, draw the line and be okay with it. And, like, I will say throughout my life, I've always been a person to kind of just let shit slide. Now, if it's bothering me, like, really bad, then I'm going to say something. But, like, it, it would have to come to a certain point for me to even do that. Whereas now I'm learning, like, no, not everything deserves to be deserves to like be let you know let go and mm-hmm. you need to say what the fuck is on your mind and when you do that some people are gonna be very uncomfortable and then you might be uncomfortable if you're like me you might be uncomfortable that they're uncomfortable <laughs> with what you're saying and you might say oh am I doing too much you know am I da-da-da-da? you're not
0: you're not what do we say it what You're are we not. saying? That's a, that's another form of apologizing by not by not uh sticking to your boundaries and sticking to your wits and saying mm-hmm. what's on your mind. Like that's another <laughs> thing that women tend to do. Listen, that's because, what we tend to do. Because
1: not to tell too much of my business, but I was in a situation over the past. You know, I was in a situation where I felt like you know, I may not that I felt I knew I would. I went back and forth on whether or not I was, I was doing too much, but I ultimately knew that I wasn't, but it was just, you know, You're questioning yourself. I was questioning myself. Yes. Thank you. And as I was doing that and as I was thinking about giving this person, you know, like the opportunity to like prove themselves. When I tell you God works in mysterious ways and God is funny. (laughs) The person literally showed me moments later why I was right. And that's why, like, sometimes you're not, that sign is not always going to happen, though. And you have to be firm in your word and and firm in the boundaries that you set. So, come on, somebody. That's important. Yeah, because, yeah. And let's find a place where the niggas is at, you know, because where it's more niggas than it is us
0: listen because Uh, i will parade my ass right on over there okay
1: sure Sure but i also
0: i i I mean speaking of since we're talking about you know just monogamy and uh what is that possible so okay without telling too much of my business Mm -hmm. i met someone who i mean a friend i met someone um but when you're first, especially when you're a new city and you're first, like, getting to know someone um, and there are mutuals, I always tend to ask my mutual, like, about the person. Like, you know, tell me about this person. And the first thing this friend shares with me is that this new friend is a cheater. And, it, you know, so I'm kind of already going into this first interact or second interaction, but first real interaction with this person in the back of my head, like, well, they're a cheater. So beyond friendship, there's really nothing else for us because I want to deal with a cheater. And I don't want to, not that I don't even want to deal with a cheater because we all make mistakes. And that's the other part of like how you were saying, whether or not in your situation, if you felt you should extend grace to this person and they reveal themselves to you, it's like, do we always say that we want to, you know, give grace to someone or do we, and, and then later, have something be revealed to us, or just trust our instinct and know, like, if once a cheater, always a cheater, you know, like, does monogamy even exist is the next question that I have, like, can men be faithful? Do they want to ever, you know, be faithful and not cheat? Like, can they do that? Like, I don't know any relationship, I I genuinely don't know any relationship, and I can't speak for, like, my dad and my stepmom's relationship, obviously, but, like, in terms of close friends or like our grandparents or you know whoever there has been some sort of infidelity whether it was in the marriage or before the marriage like and then they get into the situation and it's just like you know we for, they forget about it like I have I have friends close friends who are married you know and on their way to having children and in the beginning of their relationship before they got married there was infidelity on the male's part and they just swept it under the rug and decided to still get married and still to start a family and it's just like am I supposed to am I required to do that Mm -hmm. in order to have a marriage or 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 do I just say you know I'm not dealing with that and never find someone to like extend grace to you know what I'm saying or Mm -hmm. I refuse to extend grace to someone because I'm just like I don't believe that it's impossible to find somebody who just wants to be with me yeah I think
1: I'm trying to find this quote from a Ta-Nehisi coach, Um, and I can't find it but basically to answer your question I do think that men can be monog- monogamous I do think that there are men out here who can be faithful who are faithful to their wives or to their husbands or whoever you know what I'm saying um, I think And what he said in this quote, and I'll just sum it up because I can't find it and read it to you verbatim, but he was basically saying, I'm not like some extra crazy good guy because I don't cheat on my wife. Like he was like, in actuality, I have moments where I am not that great of a person. He was like, but the difference between, he was saying the difference between him and a lot of men is that he does not put himself in positions to
0: to cheat to, to make,
1: be in. to have to make those decisions decisions yeah he's like you know it doesn't start at like going out for you know dinner it starts at like saying oh happy hour you know what i'm saying like he was like, I'm not going to say yes to the happy hour. I'm not going to say yes to situations that will put me in a situation where I am tempted, you know, or where I just even have the thought of like doing, and that's why I'm, and that just really goes for anything in life. If you know, you don't want to do wrong, don't put yourself in a position where you might be tempted to. Mm. I just, I think men can be monogamous and I think um we honestly we give men we don't give men enough credit for how much sense they actually do have but they're just they like to play dumb
0: they love playing dumb men,
1: men like to play dumb and they do it so well that they've convinced us that they actually actually are, dumb, are right? which to an extent they are they are right but <laughs> But they're definitely not as dumb as people like to make them seem. You know what I'm saying? And them playing... It's like Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton is like, listen, I'm, Paris Hilton smart as fuck. But she knows that playing a dumb blonde is going to make her more money. Period. She said it. It came out her own fucking mouth. Men be smart, but they know that playing dumb is going to absolve them from doing, you know, accepting any accountability for anything or, you know it's really just accountability to be honest. Um, so I think, yeah. So if
0: you, so if you found out that someone that you literally have no, yeah, like y'all have no relationship or anything, you're just meeting this person and they found out that they cheated in their last relationship, would you be weary of dating that person because they cheated in their last relationship? Don't have nothing to do with you. Cause as someone like who has cheated before, um, and with first off, women cheat for different reasons. Like okay. women cheat to be vindictive. Women cheat to uh to punish you for something you did. You know, we never cheat or for the I won't say never, but for the most part, it's a very emotional response. It's not to get our panties wet but also
1: but also women cheat because i mean just like men So i mean women can cheat for something that's lacking in the relationship too
0: for um, sure but i'm saying it's an emotional response it's a it's a it's for sure emotional it's still an emotional response men don't yeah. necessarily cheat for any out of emotion they cheat because their dick like they want they want to fuck like that's yeah. the, to the reality of it but and I'm not. And men can cheat emotionally too. The the and I was talking to my friend, my best friend, about this too. And I was just like, she she was basically saying like, you know, fuck, I lost my train of thought that fast. If oh we don't know the reason when you when you find out that the guy cheats, it's like you don't know that he just did it because he just wanted to have sex with some, you know, what I mean, or whatever, or you were lacking, or if it was emotional, or you don't know the extent of that, so you just automatically be like, you're a cheater. I don't want to deal with you no know more. But my my question is, would you date someone if you knew for a fact that they just cheated in their last relationship? They told you they were open about it. They told you exactly that they That's made the mistake. Like, would you be open to dating someone who um, did that in their very last relationship?
1: That's a conversation that has to be had because uh, my first question after him going down that whole spiel of what he did is, Why? and what did you learn from it you know what I'm saying like if you if
0: if you got the response that you or if you got a response that you needed from those two questions you would then be open to dating that person
1: yeah because I'm also I mean people change
0: people you know people
1: do learn people do learn from their mistakes it's it's rare but it happens still you know what I'm saying like I think sometimes we let we let social media we let the the percentage of people that are social are on social media and are not shit define um entire group of people sometimes and you know and a lot of the things are valid but then it's like we also forgetting that there's a whole other section of people who like don't do these things (laughs) so it's like well let's go find those people um you know what I'm saying and I I think that one now if you're just a serial cheater if you cheated in every relationship you've ever been in no fuck you
0: right right good day but would they even tell you that
1: probably not but honestly I consider myself to be a good judge of character. Um, And I'm very, uh, I don't want to say slow moving. I got to observe you for a minute anyway, before I even talk to you. I'm going to be watching you anyway to see what you're doing, how you move around other people, how you talk around other people, what other people say about you. I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm be FBI on your shit. So there's already going to be a certain level of, um, clearance that you have to pass before we even get to that why you cheated conversation anyway you know what i'm saying so i think we just all of us overall we need to be a little bit outside of the physical we need to be a little bit more selective um, about the people that we deal with as far the company as company we keep. The the company we keep as far as their character, their mental, you know, how they treat people and things like that. Because a lot of folks will literally show you who they are, but because they're fine, it's oh well, yeah. No, baby. He's he's a mean, fine nigga. He's mean and fine, or he's emotionally unavailable and fine, or he's disrespectful and fine. And it's like i mean really are looks that important to you that you will deal with bullshit just to have somebody i mean that could be ugly
0: and do the same things that yeah, ex- even about absolutely
1: that. yeah 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 but i but i think you know but that's often a thing of like people will tend to and that's the that's the crazy thing is if the person is ugly then it's like you don't really get away with it as as much as a person who isn't does you know what i'm saying people make excuses for folks behavior when they are attractive.
0: I think people make excuses for people's behaviors, regardless if you if you care about the person or if you are interested, you know, what I'm saying just a, it, it's an attachment thing It's the yeah. reason why it's the same reason we make excuses for our family members or our friends at times like well they did but they're but they're growing or they're you know mm-hmm. learning it's like we just make excuses for people because you know we choose to and at the end of the day it just you know we got to stop doing that so mm-hmm. and I definitely like the point the bit about being more selective about the company that you keep for sure I wanted to say this before um, but back to Cicely Tyson she used to do 60 push-ups each morning at 90 years old y'all let me give my 60 push ass up. <laughs> What are you talking about? Quit playing with Sicily. Let me get Cicely my Sicily said ass. I'm doing 60 push-ups on your goofy
1: ass. What are you saying? She was probably praying the whole time she did them. She was probably praying through each, every,
0: every last push-up. Lord, thank you for another day. Lord, Father, God, thank you for continuing to have me here on this earth, Lord Jesus, and there's more for me to be there's more to be done, like these 48 other push-ups I got, like, girl, by what?
1: Be done. Wait, look at these. she
0: She says this on uh. These are yeah, I saw those I saw those, what are those, Converse? Boots? Converse uh Duck boot. oh Yeah,
1: perks yeah, of yeah, being perks of being owned by Nike Um Yeah duck like yeah they just merged anyway mm-hmm. that's off topic but yes um that's amazing that's yeah shout out to her
0: amazing. that's a good routine
1: mm-hmm. sis you got a black business for us
0: yes i do have a black business y'all um not sure if we have said this i feel like you have mentioned um something like this before but if we're repeating that's fine so, reminder for you: This is a plant-based braiding hair. <gasps> Did you say that one time? No,
1: I put it in the thing for to to use as a black business. So, yes, t- talk about it. I put it in the chat.
0: Okay, cool. For that this is a plant-based braiding hair company uh, that I got in my email. It's called ReBundle, mm-hmm. and um, their website is ReBundle.co. It's the first U.S.-made plant-based braiding hair, um, and Yeah, it says, give your scalp the love it deserves. We're revolutionizing hair extensions with more comfort and less waste. You deserve peace of mind while wearing your braids. Our uh, proprietary braiding company or braiding hair is made from a non-toxic, biodegradable plant that is better for your scalp and for the environment. So shout out to Rebundle. um, And you can get that uh, when we link it in the description.
1: I love that. That's real nice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to order me some
0: for my next
1: set you know. yeah because it's like
0: they need to start getting those in the stores because it's just not as convenient but to like you know where you just don't think about it you like damn I'm about to get my hair braided so I gotta go to beauty fly store real quick right if they had an the abuse story be like okay well I'll get the plant-based the exactly. plant-based hair we'll get to a point where we're doing stuff like that I didn't even realize how wasteful it was to use that type of hair use like regular braiding hair
1: I didn't either child because I mean I'm not but, but- I'm not trying to reuse connect a line child. It's
0: dirty. Definitely <laughs> not reusing. <laughs> Definitely not reusing no collect- connect line. I don't think you reuse I don't know how you reuse this, but apparently it's it's more on their website that details all of what they're doing with we the, the plant-based it. hair, okay? We it's plant-based know. everything child. Plant-based everything. But yes, absolutely shout out to the black businesses yeah. um and shout out to this episode. Um once again, rest in heaven to our lovely beloved Cicely Tyson um yeah I'm so happy we got to talk this week and get an episode out to y'all yes Yes. and we got some exciting new guests coming soon to the podcast so if you're listening you made it this far in the episode definitely if you know somebody that should be on an episode hit us up at girlfriends the podcast at gmail.com you can always slide in our dms on instagram or twitter at girlfriends pod like us on facebook girlfriends podcast and yeah, you can follow us individually um, at Sammy Approved. And, and I'm at E told you so. And also visit our website, girlfriends.com. We have the mugs available now. Yes. So buy a mug, a coffee mug, a tea yes. mug, get one, gift one for Valentine's Day for your yes. friends. Um, yeah, great gifts. So thank y'all so much for listening. Bye y'all. Bye.